0: You're listening to Mississippi Ghost and Cryptids Podcast, where we discuss everything paranormal. Hello, everybody. We have a special guest with us today. This is Lois. Everybody say hi to Lois.
1: Hi, Lois. Hello. Hi, everybody.
0: So Lois. We've known you for Yeah, am I in trouble? No, not this time. Around. That, we, we, that <laughs> sounds like a trouble.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, no confessions here. <laughs> yeah, uh,
0: we've known you for many years. Yeah, uh, would you like to tell everyone what got you interested in paranormal?
1: Basically, um, the paranormal is always paranormal to me. It's we've had like psychics and healers just generational things in the family. And I grew up with it thinking it was normal from being a kid. It wasn't until I got older, I realized that, Hey, this isn't typical. This is not what everybody does, but it was too late. I was already just neck deep in everything. So that's the story of me.
0: Gotcha. And then you just continued and grew with it and kind of like hone skills and all that kind of good stuff.
1: Yeah, um, basically it's finding what you lack and trying to build that up. So it's always, uh, you always have to improve the way you help people, Mm -hmm. uh, the way you treat people, and try to do your best to keep the protection level up for whoever you're around.
0: Gotcha, yeah, yeah. And um, when we were all in our paranormal group, you were kind of the main... How do I want to put this? Main confidant. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, everybody seemed to go to Lois. She has kind of a resolve and can help you. You were like
2: our matriarch. Yeah.
3: Yeah. She's the mama bear.
2: Mama bear. There you go.
1: Isn't isn't that a pretty word for antique? I like Uh, it.
2: You're the only one who says that. We've never said that. You're the only one who uh, says that. Yeah. Museum quality. (laughs) <laughs> that's greater than antique oh man <laughs> but you're right you know uh that, that's a good point you know with the uh you know how we respect the uh the paranormal field it's almost like um the golden rule you know do unto others as you do unto yourself and you know be a you know, just be a good human being to the uh disembodied right you know
0: well yeah i mean we've discussed it earlier and lois was the main part too is always be respectful, mm-hmm. no matter where you're going,
3: because mm-hmm.
0: you don't know who you're talking to. Right. Essentially,
2: that's right. Kids, don't do what you what you don't do what you see on TV. Right,
1: right. So, well, if you don't know right from the start what you're dealing with, you don't want to insult it. That's for sure.
2: No, and even if you do, I mean, do you really want to piss off a really negative entity? That's an awful thing to
1: think. No, of. that's right. that's one of the things to avoid.
2: You know, knowing that they're
1: negative. Yeah. Well, with the- yeah. Um. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Bobby. I'm sorry.
3: On. I- oh no, no, you're fine. I-, I I apologize. I'm really bad about doing that. Not intending to. It's. It's kind of like what you said when you got that thought popped in your head. It- some of us it comes to try to go straight out the mouth, and, instead of waiting,
0: a lot of times it goes That's straight out the mouth. That's what she said. So,
1: yeah. <laughs> <Wow>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man.
3: But um, no, I was going to say with growing up and and the and what we would consider paranormal actually being your normal. Um, what would you consider? What age did you start understanding that this isn't normal for everyone?
1: when you run into incidents where people are maybe panicked over a situation and you're kind of looking at them like, well, you don't have to panic. You just need to do this. Mm -hmm. And it just started reinforcing over and over again that you know, okay, maybe this isn't like every day as I assumed it was. And I started looking and checking different things out and found out that a lot of what I do is actually considered odd and rare, so... Mm-hmm. You know. But it, it, it explained a lot of the, the really strange things that went on in life. Mm-hmm. Uh, figuring out um, what the different pictures, the, the antique photographs with the braided hair rings on them. It's like, oh, now I know what that means. Mm-hmm. But I just thought everybody did it and they didn't. It didn't. So it was... It's trial and error, just like anything else. you kind of come to the awakening that you're the odd man out. so but I was fortunate I had uh, a great aunt that pretty much taught me the majority of everything I was introduced to uh in a way that made it seem normal
4: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so
1: it it made me not as afraid or uneasy to go into the different aspects.
0: Yeah,
1: and I've always been grateful for her and miss her to this day.
0: That's that's kind of the one thing about what we do as far as paranormal. We're always the odd man out.
2: We are. It's
0: so difficult to get. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it doesn't matter what aspect you know. of the paranormal. is like, and, oh, you could do that weird stuff.
2: Yeah. And you don't have to answer this, but how were your parents accepting of your beliefs?
1: I'm, I'm sorry. Start. You're uh, breaking up a little bit, Chris. Start I'm sorry. that again
2: you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but I was going to ask, were your parents accepting of your beliefs with this, you know, because, uh, okay.
1: And again, I lost that last part of that.
2: Were your parents, um, accepting of your beliefs on this subject?
1: Uh, my mom was pretty neutral. Mm -hmm. I mean, she understood that it was something I had to do. Yeah. Uh, dad, now he had his own abilities, but, uh, where some people would consider it a gift, he always referred to it as a curse. So I see.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: he did his best to kind of push things out of the way. And
4: mm-hmm.
1: when I was six years old and I was dowsing for water and as my uncle that was showing me how to do it and dad walked up and I thought, Oh wow, here I'm six. I might get to watch a fist fight between my daddy and my favorite uncle because <laughs> oh, they're arguing over what I should learn and what I should not learn. So <laughs> it's, <laughs> you know, it's, Certain family members were accepting, and the other ones just weren't.
2: Right, right.
1: So, but it, it's 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 odd. It's one of the strangest things that you can go through. But it's uh, it's there. It is what it is. So mm-hmm.
0: true. Yeah. yeah. So during your adventures. Mm-hmm. What what actually?
1: Adventures.
0: Uh, sometimes we, we had some great adventures. Now. We had great adventures. What would you consider some of your most interesting finds, as far as you know, either ghost or cryptid or UFO type of thing? You know what? What when you went into the situation and all said is done, what what were some of the points that you were like, holy cow, that was that wasn't what I was expecting.
1: Um. Oh, Lord. It's that I've always been really drawn to historical places. And it's always been really strange to me to go in expecting one thing. And I know not to expect anything in particular because you can't go in with a uh, preformed conclusion, you miss out on everything else that's actually happening around you. But, uh, Probably two of the biggest ones were Waverly Hills up in Louisville, Kentucky. Right. Mm -hmm. And then um, a private investigation at an undisclosed location um, that involved finding something that was really negative that no one expected to be there.
0: Mm -hmm. Gotcha. And we were lucky enough to be involved with all that. We were. And uh, yep. we know exactly what you mean. <laughs>
3: yeah, I was going to say. Speaking <laughs> speaking of that place with the negative, you you were um, Terry got uh, a little training on that, didn't
1: he? We tried to, and it didn't turn out the way we thought it was, and it but it did kind of really press home the idea that never walk into a paranormal situation thinking you know what's going to happen because that will drop you in a trick bag every time. But where we were going to take him and see if he had any leanings towards being able to learn how to put protection up or protect people around him, uh, the negative entity that we had mentioned before uh, in that particular undisposed location decided it was going to show up that night.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And, it was just, it's here, it has to be dealt with now. And poor Terry got dragged through not, uh, hey, let's open a circle, you know, sacred ground and show you how to to show, to show put up protections turned into, he got subjected to a full casting out of this negative energy. And even though we tried to keep it really like on the down low and as quiet as possible mm-hmm. i know we still kind of threw things at him he'd never experienced before i always felt bad about that but
0: oh no I mean,
1: if you go you now if you do paranormal go in that you're going to have to handle what's there as right. it's thrown at you and right. you did good terry
0: you really thank did. You. thank you yeah i i was in a daze like okay what the hell's going on okay i got this i got this it's like man i didn't do my will I got this. It, <laughs> oh, and, <you> no. <laughs> <laughs> Last rites. Oh, no, <laughs> oh, oh, man. Training, yeah. No, but uh, it, was, it was amazing to observe, and I did pick up on a lot of stuff. And after the fact, I was like, okay, wow. So, yes, I really did see it grow darker because this was on a full moon night. Mm-hmm. Very bright. You guys have been to the location. You've right. seen it. And as this was happening, it just
3: got dark. So did it slowly dim down to dark? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then it got dark, dark where we were in the location of, I'll just call it the building.
4: Mm -hmm. We were
0: close, close to that. Mm -hmm. And it got dark enough where you really couldn't even make out the building. That's oh, wow. wild. The area
2: around where we you can't, were. can't. Mm-hmm. you can't miss it. Yeah, you can't miss it. You yeah. know. It's, cl- it's actually a clearing.
0: Yeah, probably about 50 feet from it. Uh, and so that was weird, but you could tell something was happening or something was mm-hmm. reacting to what was going on because of that situation. Right. And then all of a sudden, it, poof, gone, clears day. And then a you know, strange smell of floral smell, flowers mm-hmm. and stuff. And it it just originated out of the air and i was like wow that's pretty cool and then lois explained what all that meant and uh so
3: so lois do you want to explain what what you were actually having to be there for and what terry got to witness Uh, do you feel comfortable doing that um
1: yeah if it i mean if it doesn't offend anybody i know a lot of people don't accept what i do or they have trouble accepting what i do these people can accept um, or
3: disaccept they don't have to listen so they clicked on us to listen so we hope they enjoy it
1: if not they can wait for the next okay (laughs) all right (laughs) (laughs) no we had um like i said we had we knew this was a negative energy that was out there because we actually gotten the one evp that point blank said i'm here for your soul Mm -hmm. and that's that, that's a little bit hard to dismiss or even, you know, say, "Man, maybe we heard wrong when we all knew we didn't hear wrong, but um, that's, and we, and that's we, how grim this particular energy was.
2: And we caught and that. And it
1: decided that night to, to show up and pretty much try to terrorize the property owner. Mm-hmm. So it's a situation, an emergency situation where you, you dealt with it, and no, I was not prepared for it. Uh, yes, there is a personal cost. And it's... Um, it's Basically, you have to challenge something head-on. Mm-hmm. You have to give it... Uh, basically, give it marching orders. And you have to do your very best to cover every way you can to prevent it from coming back. And... um I don't know if Terry remembered any of the things that we were saying, but it was um, just, just don't leave any loopholes, don't leave right. any back doors, don't leave any future way it can come back, don't leave any sideways ways it can come back, and just basically it was a casting out of banishment,
4: mm-hmm.
1: and yeah. just thankfully it was, it was successful. And it was successful on the the first time. There have been situations where I've had to go back two or three times Mm -hmm. to have everything totally gone. But um, once we got to that point, uh, in fact, the property owner uh, said mean, she could see the thing. And she said, I can see through him. I said, okay, that's good. We need to keep doing what we're doing. So we did. And finally... It was gone. And like Terry said, everything did lighten. I mean, physically lighten yep. mm-hmm. um, as far as light, uh, it physically lightened. as far as the pressure, the heaviness that you feel uh, like, oh, something's watching, something's hanging. Uh, that was gone. And there was the thing that really made me feel the best, particularly for the property owner, was we were standing there after the fact, and, I mean, there, there were no flowers, nothing floral. Right. And there was the scent of flowers that came in. And, like, a lot of people don't know that after something like that, a floral fragrance is a sign of an angelic presence. So, in other words, things were there to reinforce what we did and protect her, And keep her safe, not only physically but emotionally.
0: Mm -hmm. Right, and that was the that was the, I think highlight for me is, I was there, kind of standing in the background, just observing, and I was noticed it was getting darker and darker. So it's almost as what was there was getting pissed off.
2: So let me let me let me let's back up a little bit. Okay, okay. do y'all want to explain? The reason of this haunting like the background like what this was or who this person was and what he did
1: um it is i mean it's like family property
2: i
0: i personally Uh, never determined i I could go
1: into it yeah i never or do you talk about the paranormal background the
2: paranormal part
1: okay i'm sorry chris my no, misunderstanding no, that's okay i just because like, um,
2: we were, we were kind of I, I didn't know if you if you wanted to talk about like the background of what had happened i don't know was it 80 90 years ago
1: okay all right well whatever this thing was that was there had been there for quite a while mm-hmm. and there are several reasons why i think so but uh there was actually a murder committed on the property a man shot his wife to death uh there were things that were happening there was a feeling of oppression and accidents were happening to the current owner Mm -hmm. um there were sightings of native american apparitions Mm -hmm. and uh, actually we were called for the big thing was a bigfoot sighting Mm -hmm. and it was somebody that i trust and have complete faith in as far as giving me an accurate assessment of what happened Mm -hmm. So it's, I don't know, it was a trifecta. I mean, you had Native American, you had Bigfoot, you had the ghost situation. Um, I don't, the place was amazing.
2: It was was a trifecta of activity going on there. Lots and lots of things happening. So it's safe to say that the, um, the EVP we had caught, you know, I Will Have Your Soul, was, it's safe to say that that was the man who, murdered his wife and was still lingering around right
1: well it it may have been what warped this man to the point that he killed his wife
2: mm-hmm. oh well, okay okay
0: yeah i don't think we ever made a determination if it was the evps that we were getting in the interaction with what we deemed as a male on the property
2: because we'd gone over hours and hours and right. hours of evidence and we were at your place reviewing all that as a group Right. And that's when we secondarily heard that. And, and we, you had to enhance it. Yeah. Yeah. Because we thought we had something, but it wasn't clear. And we'd be like, let's let that, that clip continue. And we heard that. And it was like, oh my God. It's like your heart dropped. Because you're like, did I really just hear that?
3: Yeah. That was a deep grub, guttural, just like Well Well, and,
0: and it was nowhere close to the location that. No. The incident happened at no. this. We were all around a fire pit, just chit-chatting, right. and we had the this was, audio recorder right. playing. So. This was several hundred yards away, <laughs> but yeah, I go back to what Lois was saying. It's very possible that the the darkness that was there was causing this to happen to sure. other people. Okay, um, but for for the incidents that I was there with them and seeing what I saw, um, there was nothing. No hurt. No hearing anything. It was just watching and observing, and like I said, I was in the background, but I was watching everything, and I was seeing how it was affecting the other member, Mm -hmm. and just by picking up what she was doing and observing, I could tell that something was happening. You know, you could Mm -hmm. physically see it, like Lois was saying, and which was kind of weird because we've never had that happen before, Mm -hmm. so, well, I've never had it happen before, Mm -hmm. And then to find out in the end, is like, wow, this cleared up nicely. And it was really nice. Mm -hmm. So it was an interesting trip. Very interesting.
3: Now, Lois, would you sit there and say that, like, for the banishing and and the casting out that happened on that property, would you associate that with almost the same as when a house cleansing is done?
1: Uh, Yes, but it's on a deeper level. That's that's something that you recognize as a very negative energy um, and it has to be specifically moved uh, just uh, and pushed out. I mean, you can't, you can't, once you start, you can't let up Mm -hmm. and that's different from a cleansing of a house where it's just, you go through, remove negative energies or old stale energies and, you know, welcome the good things into a new home, but it's, uh, that's uh, banishment or casting out that's that's pretty hardcore mm-hmm. and as far oh I know we were talking about it been there for a while mm-hmm. uh, one of the reasons that supports the feeling there for me anyway there was a railroad spur for a business that was conducted on the property and this was back when coal was used to power the the locomotive mm-hmm. and During a time when finances were bad, the economy was rough, people used to go and, you know, walk railroads and collect the coal, use it to heat homes, cook meals or whatever. And there was still coal along the railroad tracks when we walked them. Right, yeah. Where nobody would go on that property to get that coal. Mm -hmm. And for something to be that strong in a community where people stayed away. That is a pretty pervasive negativity that was aligned with that. And it was there for decades. So it, it had a, it entrenched itself.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And remember when we had that incident, I think this was probably the first or second time we were on that location. It was uh, myself, Bobby, and two other investigators. They were new at that time.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And we went to the location where supposedly the husband shot his wife. mm mm-hmm. Um, We're asking questions and they uh, some of the females were using dowsing rods to get answers and direction and it kept leading the group in one certain direction. So I think part of that just subconscious protection thing Mm -hmm. triggered and says, hold on, if something is here leading us a certain way, Mm -hmm. we have no idea where it's taking us, but it sure does. So. Yeah,
3: I've oft, I've often wondered, and I, and I know you had we had personal interaction because it basically was telling us that it wanted to be talking just with you and and didn't want to talk to any females. And um, smart man, <clears throat> just just a, just just a man, just a man, not it's all typical. men, but just a man. But um, it's one of those things too that that kind of ties into Bigfoot. When, um, that sometimes going into certain areas, I keep, I always say those dowsing rods are gonna lead me over a cliff one day, but they will. Um, (laughs) just cause I I blindly follow wherever. But, um, is that certain feelings about Bigfoot and maybe that, uh, and how they can mentally, um, or telepathically kind of give people signals to move or to go or to even, um, just strike fear into them. Or
0: freeze you, mm-hmm. keep you in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Bigfoot's yeah, a good that's, Yeah,
1: that's always, always amazed me that you have hunters that have grown up and spent their entire lives in the woods. They know what's normal, they know what isn't. And these, I mean, their weapon is like another appendage. And there's muscle memory involved. If you're threatened, muscle memory will bring that weapon to your shoulder. But it's like whatever's there as far as Bigfoot, it's as if they can control the emotion and just shut you down. So I think that there is some type of, um, oh, maybe EMF field that they have around them or that they can project that kind of scrambles everything for us. And it's a protection for them, maybe, or it's just a, a way to keep us from making one of the biggest mistakes in our life by harming one or god forbid kill one i mean that's i mean uh won't have anything to do with a group that isn't a no-kill group right right absolutely
0: right and i agree with you too lois on that part i've always believed that there's some type of em field either that's around them or they emit it or whatever because almost every picture or video you see is blurry digitized type of image. Mm-hmm. And we know as ghost investigators that high EM field will affect our electronics that way to where it will digitize your picture or your photo. So in the same aspect that it happens when you're doing ghost investigations, BidFoot seems 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 to happen the same thing. So your equipment either fails refuses to autofocus, doesn't stabilize your image, or something happens. Battery drain. Battery drain. So that, that, I've always believed that maybe Bigfoot can emit that as far as a protective type of... Sure. I don't
3: know. We'll, Lewis, we'll find I, out. I, I, I don't know if you've listened to any of our previous podcasts or not, but um, I... I, I I try to convince Chris a lot. Of, this is one thing that me and Terry agree that is out there, but uh, Chris does not believe in Bigfoot
0: until it says, "Hey, big boy, come here." He won't believe in Bigfoot.
2: Big boy, come here, <laughs> <laughs> come, come, come hither.
0: <laughs> I need to make you my wife. I mean,
2: I, I mean, I enjoyed watching Harry and the Hendersons. That was that was fun. Mm-hmm. All
0: right, then, mm-hmm. see, nothing to be afraid That's of. Right. It's all TV. Exactly.
2: Just you know, you're good, Chris. Now, Chris just doesn't like the well, woods. No, that's not true. Oh. No, I like I like the woods. I don't like the bugs. Because <laughs> remember that we <laughs> slept with that. Maybe,
1: that. you know, you have to think, too, that maybe they are very advanced as far as we're concerned. And maybe that, uh, that EM is their way to keep from having to spank our butt or actually snuff us out.
2: Yeah.
4: Yeah.
1: It's, because they it, don't want to harm us.
2: It's more of a deterrence type right. thing, sure. They're not advanced enough mm-hmm. to uh, use a razor.
3: Oh, I mean, Shh, you, you ain't using a razor too well yourself there, yeah. Chris. Yeah. Imagine I how mean, many times you'd
0: have to recharge uh, that sucker to hit,
3: uh, I mean, whew.
2: you know. <laughs> it's one of those sheep. Uh, those wolves. sheep shears, sheep yeah. shears, yeah. You need one of those. But yeah, imagine Mans, manscape your whole body. You're out in the woods
0: and you don't like bugs, so I doubt they get bit that much through all that hair. I'm going to go ahead and
2: say lice. That's
3: yeah, edmikes. I was going to say the gorillas in them Six. are very. I yeah. will say if you, if 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 you go along like say most creatures, you know they clean themselves pretty thorough.
2: They can groom themselves.
3: Yeah. Chris, I
2: like all the speculation. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't know anything about this.
3: Well, I mean, I haven't—I haven't had one that I could go and sit and talk to or tell me anything. Okay. But I mean,
2: the day that happens is yeah. the day you're going to change my mind.
3: No, because then it'd be like, okay. be like, nope, that was your personal experience, Bobby. No. I didn't have one.
1: <laughs> well, okay, throw this at you. What do you think Bigfoot is?
2: Chris.
4: What is his oh, origin? Me? To y'all. <laughs>
2: I don't know i mean i'm not I'm not going to be naive enough to to think that something like that flat out doesn't exist. I just think that you put a seed in your brain, you know and or I put a seed in your brain about telling you about something and then it becomes folklore, and then there's other sightings of this but there's it's all it's all most of it's verbal storytelling
0: but it's it's constant worldwide that's the whole thing
2: well the thing that's what i'm saying so when you tell people something could exist right they're all going to form their own opinion of it and a few of them will try to coerce others to you know to 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 accommodate the same idea and now they have their own version of it which is why the description of the yeti and the sasquatch are different yet the same
3: well, what about the Native American stories well, and tales?
1: Territorial, as far as um, and location, surroundings, well, yeah, location. Right.
2: But I mean, you know, wouldn't that's why we have so many things in folklore that exist in the same fashion, just their own version of it another.
3: It's like the flood, that's in the Bible.
2: Yeah, yeah, like mm-hmm. that, right? And other people's interpretations well, okay. but of you're um,
1: talking about the Nephilim in Genesis, Genesis chapter six. People say, "Well, that's not in the Bible." Yeah, it is. Go look it up. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it says the only mention of something being here before the flood and after is Genesis six. And it says the Nephilim were here before the flood and after the flood, mm-hmm. just like that. And the theologists believe that the Nephilim is very likely the offspring of humans and angels.
2: Right.
3: And that goes to the no, to a, the that's DNA a, That's oh. a hairy angel. I thought angels oh. had feathers. well I mean it goes to the it goes to the, D, goes to the <laughs> DNA samples of the mother's DNA being being right. human and the father's being a non-existent DNA as of today being able to be identified. The
1: unknown it's mm-hmm. unidentifiable. I mean but, I, um, but that does are mean they, could they possibly be interdimensional? Could they be extraterrestrial? I mean there is so much that mm-hmm. needs to be looked at and answered. I mean, because there are possibilities for all of that.
0: I'm thinking they're the actual alien race that we're not known to perceive them as. You know, we're 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 as Chris was saying, folklore. You know, little green men are aliens and that's folklore. all they can be. <laughs> but what if what if <laughs> Bigfoot is actually the alien species that has landed here. I'll, I'll buy that. Oh, you'll buy that, but you won't believe in Bigfoot. Well I mean isn't it? Is he'll, he'll believe, <laughs> he'll he'll
3: believe, believe in aliens. aliens.
2: <laughs> but I mean yeah I believe in alien life form. There we go.
3: You believe in the parameciums that are up there and the, the amoebas?
2: The something. amoebas, the, the amoebas one-cell organisms. Yeah. Sure, why not? Yeah,
3: I mean that's what they're finding. So
2: <laughs> I mean that's cool. Got, well,
1: being extraterrestrial. That would explain how it could be in all continents, in all cultures. Right. Mm-hmm. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. How, how do they travel? So
1: is I mean do there are to? pros and cons for every aspect of what you're trying to figure out. Right.
0: Right. And so, that, that's the whole thing. I want to
1: of, go dig in.
0: D&D. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. Right. All right, Louis, um, that's probably it for this episode. If you want to hang on a minute, we'll talk to you off the air and we'll continue this. Works for me.
3: We Alrighty. appreciate it. Thank you, Louis. Thank you.
0: And I pressed record this
1: time. So Thank you good. for having the
3: crazy lady on. <laughs> I <laughs> appreciate uh, it. Thanks for being the crazy lady. <laughs>
0: we'll be right back <laughs> with you, Louis. Thank you. All right.
3: All right.
0: All right. All right, everybody, that will be it for this one episode.
2: Thanks for putting up with me.
0: Yeah. Maybe next time Chris will have a cold or something and we'll be able to make it.
2: I don't feel good.
3: <laughs> I'll say he almost didn't make it today. Yeah.
0: All right, y'all. Thank you. Thanks. Bye-bye.
3: Bye-bye.